think it's a babe. Babe with the power. Power. It's dancing time. Watch out for those weirdos. <laughs> we are the weirdos, mister. No thoughts, I just, just vibes. Just vibes, just podcast. Hello, everybody. Hi. Let's just get going. We're just going to get on going. Get on. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. Get the. Oh, my fucking God. Hello. Welcome. Welcome, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, guys, to Babes with the Power. Our, I guess it's a nostalgic movie podcast, but we're really just doing whatever the hell we want to at this point. Jesus. Hey, this is this is nostalgic this week. This is a nostalgic movie. It's not from the '90s. We're going up a few years, so. But I'm really excited. You know, you guys. Our last episode was the little bonus horror nights episode, and we got a lot of really good feedback from that. So thank you, everybody. Yes, really thank you. That. Yeah, we yeah. we're hoping to do like some more bonus episodes, um, sprinkled in every now and then when we can get get them up. So. We appreciate the positive feedback on those. Yeah, we had a lot of fun doing that. But we're going to get right back into movies because last time, last movie we had was Fern Gully. And uh, we're going to jump right back in because it's a Tim Curry summer. Yes, baby. Aaron, what, what are, oh, by the way, I'm Kay and that's oh, Aaron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If uh, you don't know. You forgot. It's been a while, so maybe you forgot. You might have forgotten who we are. Don't. Uh, don't. <laughs> This is she's spicy. All I'm right, spicy tonight. What are we talking about then? So we are talking about one of my favorite movies ever, actually, which is the 2000 remake of Charlie's Angels. Charlie's Angels. So I'm very excited about this. I mean, obviously, I think it goes without saying what Charlie's Angels is, but basically, it's. Uh, a remake of like the TV series, and it follows a trio of strong women working as private investigators to uncover the mystery of a kidnapped billionaire. Boom. Sweet. Simple. If you haven't seen it... Uh, Get on it. On go! It. What are you doing here? This <laughs> defeats the purpose of this. this we're going to talk about stuff in it. Let's go. Let's fucking go. Let's go. Because we got a lot to say about this movie. And I know specifically Aaron has a lot to say about this film. I do. Okay. <laughs> I forgot she can see my faces. So this may be even more obnoxious than normal. If Chef. you can believe that. Lord I'm not Jesus. looking at her on purpose because I will get distracted. So It's from my beauty? Yeah? Yes, Is that why? Your, yes, that's exactly right. it. Damn. God damn. Damn. Okay. So, <laughs> the 2000 remake of Charlie's Angels is just, like, to me, one of the best, like, TV remakes ever. Did and you I watch it, the show? Like, the TV show? I actually did not. So, I, I know either. that that sounds, like, kind of crazy. But, like, I don't know. I just think it captured the time period so well. And even though it is kind of, like, silly and cheesy i just like love the message it sends which oh yeah basically these three women who are they're natalie dylan and alex natalie's played by cameron diaz dylan's played by drew barrymore who is the love of my life <laughs> and then alex is played by lucy lou um and it basically just sends a strong message of like you know these women are strong they can kick ass they don't use guns um, and they can be friends and uplift each other and support each other. And I just love that. So it's always been like a staple in my life. Um, I used to have it on DVD for the longest oh, for sure. time. <laughs> and I just really, really love it. And I, 
I don't know. Like there's so much about it that I love. There are definitely flaws for sure. Oh, for sure. It did not age the best. <laughs> did not age the best, but I still think it is worth a but watch. But it's still really it. fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a blast. It's super fun. And we were a perfect demographic for it when it came out. We got to see it in theaters. I remember seeing it in theaters, getting it on DVD, having the soundtrack. Oh, yes. So, and there's so many cameos in that movie and that's, you know, you really got to like see who more of, you know, Cameron Diaz and Drew Barrymore and Lucy Liu, especially. It's just so good. I just love it. Oh my God. I know. Um, So I guess I just want to start off with like, who's your favorite angel and who do you relate to the most? See, that's really tricky for me. Mm -hmm. Um, because I love them all. They're all like quirky in their own aspect. They're all, they all have something kind of unique. Like, I really love that Cameron Diaz is goofy and like a bimbo and silly. And I love that Drew Barrymore is like tough and kind of like rocker chick and a little butch. Like she's like super hot. And then I love that Lucy Liu's just like a super neurotic, like hot bitch. Um, but Lucy Liu is probably my favorite. I think she's the most fun to watch. She works so hard. And then especially just learning stuff that we're going to talk about later that I learned about the movie more recently, it makes me really kind of appreciate what all she did and how hard she worked in that movie to just be on par with everyone else. So definitely, definitely Alex. I love that. Um, mine is for sure Dylan, who's played by Drew Barrymore. I think that's pretty, pretty obvious. But um, I don't know. I, I like a lot of like how her story gets fleshed out in the second movie, um, because I feel like she's come up, like she's built herself up from like a not so great past, and she's become this like really strong woman who also like really loves her friends and wants to you know be loved. And I just yeah. like. I, I just relate to her so much and I, I relate to Drew Barrymore so much too. So it's just like, I love it so much. Like Dylan. Yeah, I can great. definitely see that. Mm-hmm. I can see where it's super relatable. Yeah. Especially, I yeah, I think she becomes my favorite character in the second movie because they flush out her story. Yeah. So it definitely becomes, yeah. Because in the first movie, it's definitely Lucy Liu and in the second one, it's definitely, I love the storyline in the second one. I know it's so cheesy and it's a poorly rated movie, but I fucking love the second one. Yeah, I do, I do too. Like I, I know like it's, it's definitely not as good as the first one. No, 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 no. I do think that it really like um, emphasizes a lot of like maybe the characters flaws and maybe what they're not to sound like a total um, fucking just like, ridiculous person who is obsessed with this film but it's very similar to the mummy and the mummy too where like the first one is like really good and like a classic film all the way through and like it's like 10 out of 10 like a good box office smash but the second one is insane ridiculous probably too much cgi probably a little too much but it really flushes out characters that you like and that's why it's good yeah i love that Actually, that's a really good um, comparison. I had never thought about that before, but that, I mean, yeah, I don't think I would have ever thought about that until that's why I met you. But (laughs) no, that makes sense because yeah, like honestly, the first one, like story wise, is a lot better, but the second one for the characters, it just it's so fun. It's them a lot more, especially if you're someone that's like really into the first one. Mm -hmm, For sure. All right, so this was actually the second movie that uh, Drew Barrymore's production company um, was a part of. The first one was Never Been Kissed. Um, Obviously, a lot of the movies, if not all of the movies that are part of this production company are Drew Barrymore movies. Um, So I just thought that was a fun fact, and she actually founded it with Jimmy Fallon's wife. What's it called? What's the company called? Uh, Flower Films. Oh my gosh, I love that. All of her, like, stuff names have flower in it or something. Mm -hmm. Like, her makeup brand is, I don't remember what it's called, but it's got something to do with a flower or something like that. Yeah. She's such a hippie. 
I know she is. I, I just love like her whole story in general, just coming up from being a child star and like being able to overcome a lot. And now I just see her as like this mom. So yeah. it's like she's really like matured and come into her own, but I could talk about Drew Barrymore all day. So we no, won't go just for it. You can. You can talk about Drew Barrymore some. That's what this is for. <laughs> yeah, I love but, hearing about it. I don't really know a whole lot about her. Yeah. Um, I know that I was actually just watching an interview because she has a talk show now and her first guests were Lucy Liu and Cameron Diaz because she's still like oh. very close with both of them. And I just think that's so cool that I love this that. movie about <clears throat> female friendship created like a very strong female friendship like I know her and Cameron Diaz are like ride or dies but she's still friends with Lucy Liu too and I just think that's so cool that's really great that makes Mm -hmm. me feel really good because then you know that they like got along on set because that's one of the things I learned I'm going to get into it now we're just going to go straight into it go into um because this is really what I wanted to talk about um because this is a great film and it is a very feminist feeling film Mm mm-hmm and I love it, and it's so fun. It's got amazing cameos. Guys, the cameos in this movie, if you have not paid attention, first of all, you have, you know, the three big girls we have. Um, but then you have John Forsyth, who is the voice of Charlie, who is the only original person from the show. So he's the Charlie from the old Charlie's Angels show with Farrah Fawcett. So Farrah Fawcett and some of the other girls were trying to come back and do a cameo, but apparently they supposedly put up too much fuss about wanting bigger cameo roles to where they were just like, no, you know what? Just don't come then. So that's why John Forsyth's the only cameo you see from the show in the movie. Oh. And so he's in it. And then you have uh, Melissa McCarthy is in it. She's the lady in the business when Lucy Liu is doing the like fake safety or team building training at the place that's <laughs> Melissa McCarthy in there the lady that's walking down the hallway that calls her a bitch I love that I love that it's her I didn't even notice that until I watched it for the show yeah I was like, like <gasps> I don't think she obviously wasn't as big as she is now but like no. I don't know if she'd even been on Gilmore Girls yet at this point I'm not a Gilmore Girls person, I don't know anything so about no Gilmore idea. Girls <laughs> I just know she was on it and then Milo Ventimiglia was on it as well. And that's all I know about it. So I don't know anything about that. <laughs> I swear to God, all my friends tell me to watch it. And I'm like, oh, no, I don't think no, it's really either one of our shows. To no, watch. that kind of stuff like <laughs> one tree hill and all that. No. It's just not oh, my no, no, thing. No. <laughs> I, who else is in this movie that I'm just in love with? I know that, um, Crispin Glover. We're going to get there. Okay. Don't rush me on that one. <laughs> We'll come back to him. Uh, Sam Rockwell is in it. We'll get mm. to him, too. I know you have. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to think. And then, of course, we have Bill Murray as Bosley. Yeah. And I love Bill Murray in his roles. But mm-hmm. Bill Murray on set is apparently a nightmare, which is what I'm trying to get into about um, Lucy Liu actually kind of had some of the worst experiences on set. And it, a lot of it had to do with Bill Murray. He is apparently just a nightmare on set. Like Dan Aykroyd at Ghost, like during Ghostbusters referred to Bill Murray as the Murray Kane. Cause he was just like a fucking temper tantrum whenever he came in the room. Oh my God. I could totally see that. He looks like a crazy old man all the time, even <clears throat> when he's young. Yeah, I could see that too. And apparently he thought that Cameron Diaz and Drew Barrymore were amazing actresses and made a point to like say it and then say Lucy Liu's just fine or she's just not, you know, she's not as good and just really like gave Lucy Liu shit and said she was like not a good actress the whole time. And apparently they just like fucking hated each other. Which is a shame because Lucy Liu, Lucy Liu deserved better. So, okay, guys, for instance, this movie is directed by his, he goes by Mac G. Um, He's directed things like The Offsprings, some of their music videos, and one of the Terminator remakes. So he hasn't done a whole lot of stuff, but he, let's see, Cameron Diaz was paid $12 million for this film. 
Drew Barrymore was paid $9 million, but it was her production company as well. So she also got that money. So Drew Barrymore's made about $40 million from both films. And Lucy Liu got $1 million. That's it. She got $1 million for that film. And then Bill Murray gave her hell. That bitch deserves so much. We all deserve, or we all need to give Lucy Liu an apology. We all owe it to her. She owns that film. <laughs> yeah, I can't I can't imagine that movie without her. I mean, obviously she's one of the three main characters, but like yeah, they I have can't like, imagine another Alex. Exactly. And they have like a million other options. They try to get like Uma Thurman and Jodie Foster and all these other people. And Lucy Liu got it and they just paid her a measly one million. That's it. I have to wonder. Because you said, like, the other options, and it just makes me think that they originally were just going to have three white women. Mm -hmm. And I just wonder if that has anything to do with her pay. I Probably, because she wasn't as big. Like, Cameron Diaz was coming off of, like, the mask and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then Drew Barrymore is Drew Barrymore. Yeah, and she's got E.T. and all that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I guess she just wasn't, like, as well-known at the time. Although I feel like she's been around forever. But could so. you imagine doing just as much training, fight scenes, dialogue, and everything as your co-star, and they made 12 times more than you? <sighs> that That's would crazy. That would hurt so much. But I would still love them. Like, I wouldn't hold it personally, but, like, it would still hurt. Oh, yeah. And I mean, like, I'm, sure, I'm sure it did, like... I just can't, like, that's such a big deficit. Ugh. But back, but they made it work. They're still friends. Lucy Liu obviously got into Kill Bill. She's fucking queen. She made it work. We love mm -hmm. her. But now we're going to get over into Aaron's crush. And we're going to let Aaron talk about Sam Rockwell a little bit. Oh, my God. So <laughs> I love him in this movie. I know Tell he's us why. Because like the... he's hot. I mean, there's really nothing else. I just love how it takes a turn whenever um, Dylan is with him in his apartment. Yeah, and it then, really got me. Yeah, and then you, you just don't expect him to be, like, the bad guy. But then, I guess, as, like, the things are unfolding and you have, like, um, the other two characters up there with him, it it kind of, like, plays out. But there's, like, this scene where he's dancing to this Marvin Gaye song when he's, like, revealing to her that he's like one of the bad guys and he's like smoking and he puts his sunglasses on and it's like a close-up shot of his mouth it's cinematography it's it's a thirst trap it really is like and he does a little moonwalk not well yes well enough though i it's just yeah i love him so much you know who he's best friends with oh god in real life Okay, do you want Who? you want to take Tell a me. guess? Who he's best friends with in real life? I'm never gonna get it. No guess. Is it a man or a woman? It's a man. Is it an actor? Mm-hmm. Is it a white actor? Mm-hmm. Is it gonna be one I don't like? Mm-hmm. Oh shit! Oh no! It's Justin Long, isn't it? Yes, it is. Oh no! Oh, I did not well, type that in the, the, the Google Doc on purpose. But they I was waiting both, to drop it on you. I fucking hate you. They both look like weasels, so I guess Stop they have to stick it. together. Oh my god, you think he's hot too? Don't get me. I know he. It's the it's the sunglasses. It's those rose tinted sunglasses. <laughs> but yeah, he's uh, basically like they they are set up to believe that he's been kidnapped. And then they find him and, um, you know, obviously the plot thickens and it's revealed that he's one of the bad guys as well. So it's just really like, I think it's like a, albeit like predictable plot twist. It's still like a fun one. Well, you think it's going to be the, the woman, you think it's going to be Vivian, his yeah. like partner, and then it ends up being both of them. Like they're yeah. a couple. Yeah. And then there's also another man that's involved oh we'll get <laughs> oh oh which man is it my man he's a very slim man <laughs> a thin man if a you thin will man, if you will <laughs> if you will 
It's k k k k Crispin Glover. Boo, 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 boo. I don't think anybody's ever done that to Cl- Crispin Glover's name. So. And now they have. You're all welcome. You're the first. Mm, put it in the Gannett's book. Oh my god, no. I love Crispin Glover. I have loved him since Back to the Future. I think he is so adorable. And he's so... I always like like the weird, creepy dudes. So, like, he plays right into that. But, like, I love that he was, like, so awkward with his original lines that he didn't like how it made his character seem. So he literally talked to the director and Drew Barrymore and was like, let's, I got an idea. I got a fucking idea, bro. No lines, no talking, dead silent. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to pull your hair, smell it, and scream. He came up with all of that. That was all his, like, character development that he was like, you know what? Let's do this instead. And it fucking, I love it. I love it. I fucking love They just make him so silly. Like, they could just make it a random guy and go to the orphanage and find some, like, stuff about him. But they make it fucking goofy as hell. And Carrie Fisher is the head nun. That's Carrie Fisher. That's her cameo. She's yes. the head nun. Yeah, Love that. Queen. Oh, my God. Oh. I, I didn't realize that until we had watched it. Mm-hmm. And you were like, get ready for this. And I was like, get ready for what? And I'm like, is that is that Carrie uh-huh. Fisher? It's Carrie Fisher. She was actually, uh, she did a cameo as a nun in Jay and Silent Bob's Strike Back as well. Perfect. So I, wonder I would if that expect was just, nothing less. It's just like a, a play on Carrie Fisher, I guess. that she's like the opposite of a nun. <laughs> she's she crazy. Oh, she was. Nun. Yeah. Mm, rest mm. in peace, Angel. Yeah, I've always <sighs> said, like, I'm not a Star Wars person, but I'm a Carrie Fisher person. <laughs> She's nuts. I feel like you are going to age into Carrie Fisher. I absolutely am. With less drugs. <laughs> absolutely. Oh, I love that. Oh, my God. She carried that dog everywhere. I love it. Oh, my God. That was my favorite. But, you know, we've really been tiptoeing around the main cameo, which is the reason we brought up this movie in the first place. Right. We're talking about the silliest, goofiest, most weird ass cameo in this fucking film and it is tim curry oh my god tim curry i always forget he's in this movie i know and he's there's just so many people in this movie it's kind of hard to remember all of them (laughs) i feel like that's a um i feel like that's a charlie's angels thing like from the show kind of how the muppets did and like not to compare three of very different things, but also Law and Order SVU, where they have like a celebrity guest. Mm-hmm. So I feel like having a lot of cameos in the movie is like when the Muppets movies had all the cameos, because that's what they did. Like that was the thing. Oh. They'd always have guest stars. So I think it's kind of like an homage to that. Yeah, because I imagine at the time he was, he had to have been huge. Like, mm-hmm. he must have. Oh, been yeah, because he was. It was 2000, so in the 90s, he was doing Fern Gully. <laughs> and, you know, Clue was, was Clue's the 80s, I think. Clue and Legend and It are all the 80s. Yeah, but he's so, I think so he's it still was pretty, early 90s. Pretty popular, yeah. Yeah, he's still, like, obviously legendary at this point. I love that they got him into that fucking sumo suit with Bill Murray, oh. like, Granted, that whole, like, Japanese party scene does not age well, and a lot of the costumes don't age super well in the film. Mm -hmm. Um, But seeing Bill Murray and... There's something about seeing Bill Murray and Tim Curry throw themselves at each other in sumo suits to really just... Their names rhyme. I just realized that. (laughs) And then the whole scene with Lucy Liu, like, giving him a massage on his back, that was an interesting scene. Yeah, I think that that is one of the hardest things to watch especially in like live action movies from like the late 90s early 2000s is like blatant stuff like that was Mm -hmm. really like all over the place and nobody was batting an eye um no not at all like like, especially with like um who was is it drew barrymore one of i think it's drew barrymore when she hits on him at the racetrack and she's got like the zip oh no she's hitting on the guy in the car and she has like the zipper dress piece mm-hmm. or the zipper suit on mm-hmm. like that's you watch it now and you're like it's great but like that movie did so well because of the male gaze yes yes I agree and um 
I don't want to pull off of Tim Curry immediately. No. But while I do get a lot of like empowerment from this movie, I have to remember it was directed by a man and there's still like a lot of male gaze moments here that, you know, obviously I don't know how they would translate nowadays, but I still really appreciate it for what it is, but you have to kind of like love it, but also have like valid criticisms of it as well. So yeah, it's a super fun movie, but like, especially the second one when they have the whole like, sort of stripper burlesque scene yeah. with the pussycat dolls like yeah. okay and if you're gonna be strippers or not like yeah yeah and i mean it it kind of plays into the fact that they can easily manipulate men with their bodies which is which is great we love that part great but also like who was it really made for type of thing mm-hmm. you know exactly but tim curry is in this movie um, I think he plays like a great role. Uh, didn't they originally like, if I'm not mistaken, like in the plot, think he was the bad guy? Yeah. So the original, so the plot gets really confusing. But the point of it is, is they're thinking that Tim Curry, his business stole. They set it up to make it look like Tim Curry stole, um, uh, kidnapped Sam Rockwell's character. But in reality, it was Sam Rockwell trying to steal. Tim Curry's stuff like his like safety whatever so he could use it to find Charlie mm-hmm. and kill Charlie so that was the whole like they used the angels to get in to hack into his system and kill him they killed him too he does die in it yeah then man gets him in the sauna mm-hmm. that man does love a good spa in that film <laughs> I remember I think really the funniest does. part they fucking knock his ass out and they go to the lockers and he's got a Palm Pilot. I thought that was when we rewatched it and they were like, Palm Pilot, Palm Pad or whatever. Let's get the info out of it. And I'm like, oh my God, I forgot about those. They make stealing and like hacking look so easy in this movie. So easy. Like you can just imprint like somebody's key. Like that's the one that I think about a lot. I love the key imprint. <laughs> I love when she's at the... um drive through and she leans over and does the gum and fixes the box. I always thought that was cool. Even though that's not how that fucking works at all. <laughs> and it was just to get a picture of her ass. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Oh my god. I yeah, and like <sighs> I also love when they I guess we can get into this now. Like what is your favorite scene where they like are going undercover? Because we might have the same one. (laughs) I really like the beginning. My favorite is the beginning on the plane. Because I think it's so ridiculous. And LL Cool J's in it. Yeah. It really hypes you up for the movie. The the guy who is the choreographer for all all the martial arts fight scenes is one of the guys on the plane. I love that. I thought that that was kind of cool. Yeah, they let them all sit on the plane. But yeah, I love the LL Cool J uh, cameo (laughs) in the beginning. It's so ridiculous. What about you? So mine is actually, I thought this would be your favorite, but mine is when they go into the workplace. Oh, I did. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. Yeah, you're right. Melissa McCarthy is and like Barracuda is playing and Lucy Liu just like. Lucy Lou over that room because in there's her all just a bunch of like shut-in men. Uh-huh. And she's like, "Can you show me?" And <laughs> it just leads them away. Meanwhile, you have Cameron Diaz and Drew Barrymore just in like full um Dude man outfits. costumes. And they have these like cool like um contacts and like these like Oh yeah, the eye thing. I love the eye. Yeah, and like that kind of thing like made me like really be like, oh my god, I bet I could be a spy. Well this came out sort of around the time when we were watching that TV show Totally Spies. (gasps) Yeah. And I I loved Totally Spies because I liked that they were smart, but they were like girly and liked makeup and shopping and Mm -hmm. stuff. I love that when they ran and like kicked people's asses you could hear their heels click. That's like my favorite thing. Yeah, and I think that's, like, also why I love this movie is because they can be, like, feminine, but they can also mm-hmm. be strong as well. Yeah. And I, I just love this movie, like, 
I I used to call it like um a guilty pleasure, but I am not guilty anymore. No, it's so good. <laughs> it's such a good movie. It's so fun to so, watch. Yeah. Now the second one, the second one, yes, it's a guilty pleasure. Mm-hmm. For sure. hundred percent. Yes. Um, but like also along that line, like what's your favorite fight scene? Oh, my, it's easy. It's, it's super easy. Any of them with the thin man. Are you shitting me? Especially the first one when they fight him in the alley and they take their dresses off down the stairs and they fling the dresses over and it's, and they like jump and like do the weird crawl over the, yeah, the, the chain link fence. Yeah. That's my favorite as well. Um, I like that they don't use guns in this movie and they just use like the, you know, the wire martial arts skills and things like that. Yeah. Um, it just like, I feel like, I don't know, like it's just cooler than like having just guns. Um, and the they do the, one. they do the wire martial arts, like, mm-hmm. um, like the matrix. And yeah, I know that I, there was, Oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. It was just like, I, I was just going to say it was like heavily parodied in the early two thousands. Like these oh, fight, yeah. this, especially this fight scene, it was just like heavily parodied. I know they did it in like in what the one of the scary movies. I feel in like the first scary movie. Yep. Yeah, I love it. Um, actually, there's a there's a funny thing. Guillermo del Toro, he mm-hmm. actually made a comment about how he didn't like the fight scenes in Charlie's Angels because he said it was it was poor wire stunts. He rather have just seen standard martial arts. Go fuck. Sir, I don't ever want to say this because Crimson Peak is one of my favorite films, but go F off, Guillermo. Senor Del Toro. Oh my god. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely kind of silly looking, I will say that. But But like the whole movie's silly. Yeah, exactly. They dress up as like silly blue nuns, like, and Cameron Diaz like eats bird poop at one point. Like she like smells it and like licks it on her fucking hand. Oh my god. You're gonna get mad about the wire karate, like, the martial arts? I don't even... They... I don't even... When they when they call, when they, like, say the little, like, names of what they're doing mm-hmm. in that one scene, I don't even know if that is accurate. Yeah, I couldn't tell you, honestly. <laughs> I'm not that smart. And you oh know what? God. You know what scenes we haven't talked about that are what? hilarious? What? All of the side personality scenes they have specifically Cameron Diaz dancing and ending up on Soul Train. Oh my god. We haven't talked about Luke Wilson at all. Oh my god, you're absolutely right. I love Cameron Diaz <laughs> and Luke Wilson together in this movie. They're my favorite couple. They are in a the ship. whole series, even though it's only two movies. They're adorable. I love them so much. I love the Wilson brothers, so. Yeah, I will ride or die for the Wilson brothers. Mm-hmm. Owen Wilson. Oh, my God. Silver Fox I, on Loki. Yes. Oh, wow. my God. Wow. I was not. This is completely. No, go in. for it. Tell me. It's I did not care about Owen Wilson that much until Loki. Until and Loki. And now I care about him a lot. And I actually so want to watch. You know, we should movies. watch. You know, we should watch next time you're here. What? Zoolander. <gasps> That's one of my favorite movies. It's one ever. of my favorite. Oh my god, are we going to talk about Zoolander on this podcast? We have to talk about Zoolander. Oh my god. David Bowie's in that film. Zoolander. Is Alexander peak. Skarsgård is in that he film. He is. He dies in the beginning. Spoiler alert. He dies alert. in the beginning. Spo- spoiler alert on <laughs> Zoolander. That is just like peak early 2000s comedy, but it's like, it's still funny. Yeah. Oh my God. I love How Owen Wilson. How could I forget he was in that? Ka-chow. 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 <laughs> anyway, so I love Luke Wilson in this movie so much. He's so cute. Oh my God. He's really good with like, Luke Wilson is definitely a himbo in Charlie's Angels. He's definitely the himbo, but it's funny because he's dating a bimbo. Mm -hmm. Actually, I feel like they're all kind of, even Alex is like super smart, but she's a bimbo and like Matt LeBlanc's character. Oh my God, we didn't even fucking Matt LeBlanc is in this movie. Yawn. (laughs) Actually, I don't give a shit about him, but like he's in it. And um, I like that Alex is a terrible cook. I love that side story that she's fucking 
yes. doing her own thing. And we get those little like side like stories about their personalities where you kind of get to know them. I love when they in the beginning when she's like she made muffins. And, and they Dylan throw them and throws it at the door. And it goes right in the fucking door. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's so good. <laughs> oh my god. I love it. I there's so many good parts of these movies. Like I love her dancing in her Spider-Man underwear in the beginning. Cameron Diaz character doing that. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. I love the Soul Train thing. It's so fun. That whole se- scene is so funny. Yes, it is. Because I mean, at the end, of it, they're all like very unsure of her why she's getting up to dance to the song, and then <laughs> they end up like loving her at the end. And she's Luke just there Wilson to have a good time with like the bouncers. It's so cute. God, I love that. Oh, oh my gosh! But in the yeah, I love that, and I love. I love everything. I love this, the music. They do a lot of really fun music in the soundtrack. They have a lot of like disco and pop and a lot of dance music in it. Mm-hmm. I love that they have a lot of like funk and disco and stuff in it. That's probably my favorite part of the soundtrack. Yeah, it kind of ties a lot ties in with like the um, original TV show because wasn't it in the the? 70s? Oh my god! Yeah. Wow, that makes so much sense. I didn't even fucking th- wow. I feel really <laughs> dumb right now. <laughs> It's okay. See, my thing is... is that like, makes so much sense. I totally see them as separate things. Like, in my yeah, head, same. maybe it's just because, like, I grew up with the movie. And but we like were so out of head, touch with the show. Yeah, I, they're so different. And I think that's why it's, like, so cool to remake, like, really old TV shows as movies later. Because even if the movie doesn't, like live up to the expectations of the TV show, it might create, like, new fans of the TV show or whatever. Exactly. I mean, in this case, like, I am solely a fan of the 2000 movie. <laughs> and the, and the sequel. sequel. And that's it. I but, love the sequel. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. Like, it's just... To me, they're two different things, though. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Head. Well, it's two different, like, time periods and... Mm-hmm. So it's more like a continuation, if anything. Well, that's what it's supposed to be. It's supposed mm-hmm. to be the same agents, because that's what they kind of try to make it in the second movie, is that it's the same agency mm-hmm. from the 70s, but this is just the new girls now. Because remember, they do that like thing of like, oh, you don't think it's going to be like us all the time in the second movie, and yeah. it like flashes with Drew Barrymore with different people, different cameos, and one is like mm-hmm. Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen. Oh my god, that's right. <laughs> that <laughs> was like, a huge get at the time. Yeah, that was a big cameo in 2003. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. I feel kind of bad for Dylan just because like she ended up falling for um, bad guy. the bad guy. which Every time. Absolutely checks out. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I don't know, like I feel like and this is kind of what I was talking about before, but with Dylan, like, you get to really dive into her backstory more in the second one. Mm-hmm. And you get to uncover that she doesn't have, like, this, like, flowery, pretty past, like, maybe um, and Natalie and Alex do. Because I feel like Natalie and Alex had, at least from, like, the flashback yeah. scenes in the beginning, had, like, they had these... Different kinds of, like, trauma. These, like, yeah. <laughs> these, like, pretty, like, like, growing up really pretty and, like, nice and... Dylan definitely, you know, didn't. Um, and she ended up seeing somebody who went to prison. And then he ended up getting out of prison. And she had this, like, whole alias. It was Helen's ass. And they, like, made I love Helen's ass. <laughs> I love Helen's ass. <laughs> and I don't know. Like, I like I said, I just love Dylan a lot. <laughs> I Yeah, she, I, she's definitely the most relatable character. I love Alex. I love Lucy Liu. I'm like partial to her. I love that John Cleese is her dad in the second one. Yes. And he makes her do that stupid ass squirrel chipmunk little. <laughs> the ferret. <laughs> the fer- that's it. That ferret thing. I think that's so funny. <laughs> and that they think she's a stripper. <laughs> they think she's a stripper. Yeah, because of the way she describes her job. Oh my god, it's so funny. <sighs> oh my, that's the first time. The second movie. Um. It was the first time I'd ever seen Justin Thoreau. And 
I keep forgetting he was the. Guy That's that him as the bat. He's mm-hmm. he's got such a good butt. <laughs> <laughs> That's they the takeaway. They just have him in these like tight jeans and like no shirt because he's like that Irish mafia. So he's got all these tats and stuff, and he's just. <laughs> Oh, he's so hot! Oh my, I always forget he exists. Right? And I always feel like he's an asshole, but he's really not. Mm-hmm. He's just good at playing an asshole. Like, in Girl on the Train, he's, oh god. Another, like, I we can just, like, get into the second one, but, like, another cameo that I really appreciated when I was a kid, because I was in love with him, was Shia LaBeouf. Oh, that's right! Mm-hmm. I loved Shia LaBeouf when I was growing up. I do not care for him anymore. No, he's But trash. he was, like, my favorite person for a long time. Since, like, even Stevens. So getting to see him... Yeah, I'm dead serious. So getting Ride to see him... Riding the motorbike. Him, mm-hmm, riding the motorbike. His hair is all super curly. And he was in, like, one of my favorite movies. This is, like, around people. Holes time. Mm-hmm. Oh. Holes. Holes. Man, I watched that movie for one reason and one reason only, and that is Siggy Weave. That's a, that's <sighs> totally fair. That's totally fair. We gotta talk about holes, too. Oh my god, anyway. Add it to the list. Add it to the We have an endless list, guys. And if you have any suggestions, you can always tweet at us, but I'm sure we've... <laughs> we already have a very long list. We have a lot of films to get through. And you know what? That's fine. Twist my arm. Right? I am totally fine with it. And other cameos that I didn't even like think about that are the most obvious too are Bernie Mac and Demi Moore. Well, yeah, they have Bernie Mac there because they couldn't have, they were like, mm-hmm. fuck Bill Murray. We're not doing this shit again. He's not going to yeah. make fucking Lucy Lou miserable again. So Bernie Mac is Mosley. In this, Bosley. Or Bosley in this movie. I don't know why I said Mosley. <laughs> like Bill, like. Like Mosley. Mr. Mosley from like Sweet Life. I don't know. I know that's Mosby. Mr. Mosby. Hello. Hello. <laughs> he's Bosley in this movie, and he's got like a really cute like side story where um he ends up taking Shia LaBeouf's character to his mom's house so that he can hide out, and it's so precious. I love it so much. Oh, oh you know the I... other cameo I love is Pink. <laughs> Pink oh, yeah. is the one at the race in the second movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because she she actually did the song for the, the Charlie's Angels full throttle soundtrack. Like kind of how Destiny, Destiny's Child did the song for the first one. She did the, mm-hmm. the song for the second one. It's not as iconic as the, the Destiny's Child one. But it was still, Pink was like very popular at the time. These movies have a lot of, you know, actors in it that are, it's very like of the times. And of, it's very the time. of the times. Of the times. So um, I love Demi Moore in it. She's <laughs> she owns that fucking film. She is phenomenal. I she's love her so hot. So much yes, she's incredible. Oh, you um, know who the cameo is in the beginning is Bruce Willis because he was her husband at the time. That's right, and she Bruce ends up Willis, killing him. She kills him in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's real telling now. Yeah, <laughs> for real. <laughs> oh my god! So. Um, There's another oh, cameo you know, in that movie that I love. You know what? The nun scene is actually in the second movie. That's right. They do. They they try. Wow, we're dumb. Mm-hmm. You know why? Because we were getting it mixed up with the German later hosting that's scene. Right. Yes. No, that's also in the second movie. That's in the first movie. Because that's when they get the like oh, scan yeah. for the eyes. Mm-hmm. You're right. Yeah. Oh my god. See, wow. but I it always, all blurs. I always have to watch these movies together. Though, I watched so them like, back to back too. That's what we did this last time. Mm-hmm. So that's totally understandable. But just a couple other cameos I'm kind of looking at him here. Um, um, I know that the guy who's the surfer in the second movie, who's like the hot surfer guy, that's like, he kills, he's the one on the motorbike. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I think it's Rodrigo Santoro is his name, and he is Xerxes. In 300, and he is like in that movie Love Actually. He's oh, really yeah, hot. Me that. Yes, he's yeah, so hot. I see that here. Oh my god. So many people. <laughs> There's so many attractive people in these movies all the way around. <laughs> I love it. But yeah, like I, 
honestly, like, I would recommend the first movie over anything. But if you want to watch the second movie, too, I would definitely, like, double feature them. Yeah, definitely. Because they came out only three years apart. So, Mm -hmm. like, you know, they went right to work on the second one. And Crispin Glover comes back for the second one. Love that He does. Yep. And... I can't even think of who else is in it, but it's a great, it's, it's fun to watch them back to back. Yeah. It's, it's silly and trash, but like, it's a blast. Yeah. So this was like critically not acclaimed, (laughs) but I do think it was very influential because there ended up being yet another remake in 2019. Yes. And you saw it. I have not seen it really enjoyed it and i know people give it shit so the charlie's angels movie that came out in 2019 i don't remember their names everyone in it you might have to list them if you're looking it up but it's the girl who plays jasmine in the aladdin the live action aladdin movie she's also in the power rangers movie yes she was one kimberly i feel like she was kimberly or somebody Mm -hmm. and i don't remember the other girl oh my goodness she's beautiful and then Kristen Stewart's in it. And and Elizabeth Banks is in it. And Patrick Stewart's in it. And Elizabeth Banks is Bosley, right? Bosley. Not so they Mosby. make they Mosby. So they stick with the same so it's the same agency. So they refer to the two thousand and two thousand three ones. Oh. It's the same universe as those. So what they're saying is that what the the thing is how they explain it is that Bosley is a code name for anybody that watches the angels which is how they explain that it went from being um Bill Murray to Bernie Mac that makes sense so that's why Elizabeth Banks is Bosley so they call anyone that's like there's apparently so in that movie they have multiple trios of angels around the world like spies kind of like how um the Kingsman movies are mm-hmm. and each trio of, or group of angels or however many angels is watched by a Bosley. And then there's a Charlie that gives all the orders down. And so okay. it's like about a group of angels in this time. And then one of the girls, which is the girl that plays Jasmine. I cannot remember her name. Um, she ends up becoming an angel. So it's like her g- coming into it. Oh, Okay. But there's only one Charlie, right? There's not like multiple Charlies, or no? There's there? only one Charlie. Okay. Um, but they, it's really fun because I love it because I love Kristen Stewart because I love Kristen Stewart when they let her play who she is and yeah. she is a gay woman. She's not a straight lady. She is a gay woman and she does such a good job when she is comfortable in her own skin that. She's the best part of that film. She is so fun to watch. It's so, and it's pretty. They have really pretty clothes and like cars and gadgets. It's just really, it's a pretty movie. And they have, you know, they do remixes of 70 songs in that film too. Um, It's not nearly as silly, but it is super fun to watch. It's really badass. So you would like arguably say that like it's pretty much does the same thing for this current generation that it did for like ours. I don't think it was less influential. Yeah. It wasn't as good, but it definitely is. It's a fun movie. I enjoyed watching it. I'm probably going to actually end up watching it after this because I've never seen it. And I'm like, so afraid because like, I I'm afraid I'm not going to watch it with an open mind. I'm afraid I'm going to just like, it's just like another, it's not supposed to replace those. It's just another group of angels like somewhere else doing yeah. something in this present time. Well, I think like knowing that now, it makes me want to watch it even more. It actually makes me appreciate it even more. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, there's a lot of fun like fight sequences and dance sequences. And Kristen Stewart gets a lot of solid one-liners. Good. She's oh, fucking hilarious. That. Oh my God. I just want to hug her so mm-hmm. bad. It'd be like, everything's going to be okay, honey. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, is there anything it's got, else? That it's got have? a, I will say that it's got a really good remix of Donna Summer's um, Hot Stuff. Is it Hot Stuff? No. Um, Bad Girls. The song Bad Girls, Donna Summer's. They have a dance remix of it in that movie, and it Ooh. is 
so it's on my phone like it is a good workout song i just love i'm obsessed with that song oh okay yeah i'm definitely gonna watch it um but i, but I really want i want to watch the 2001 again like that one's my that one's top it's still it still is the 2000 2003 then the 2019 one like it's it doesn't beat out the other two at all so i have something important to say that oh, we have me. completely cut like forgotten about which oh my is god we're gonna feel travesty. so dumb so we already talked about like everybody that's in the movie we talked about the sequel a little bit but we haven't talked about the chad oh my god which is the whole reason that we're doing I this yeah oh exactly. my god i'm so embarrassed right now <laughs> go go for it go speak i am not a tom green person at all no i but i love tom the green. chad He's only He's so in this gross. movie for like a total of five minutes, probably. But he is so unapologetically like a simp for Dylan. And he's really the only like stable relationship in her life in this movie. That's as far as like romantic true. partners go. And he has yeah, his little boat. He has his little boat. She leaves him in the beginning and <laughs> he's asking her why like she's leaving and he says this is the chad and she goes it might be the chad and he like falls into the water and then he ends up actually like rescuing them um and to, or not rescuing them but taking them to the island where the bad where they guys need to are. go yeah mm-hmm. i for whatever reason love him so much but i hate tom he's green he's so funny <laughs> He's funny because you know he's just like doing whatever, and they're all just all of their faces at him are just them going. <laughs> yes. They're just like Tom, Tom. They know that he's just ad libbing all of this fucking shit. He's just saying whatever the hell he wants, and they're just like, okay, like he's probably high as shit. And I, I love that. Like when they're when they're like uh, go, going away from him for the last time, and <laughs> Dylan says the chat is great. And he's just, like, so proud of himself. He, like, puts himself down into, like, the chimney. <laughs> yes. Fucking. Oh, my, oh God. my God. I had to, before we wrapped it up, I had to mention him. Because, well, we also. Like, um, uh No, go. Go on ahead. No, no. You go ahead. I was just thinking of something else we didn't really talk about too, too much that I wish we. We should also talk about the amazing. We're not going to put it at the song because the song we're going to put at the end is a different oh, yeah. song. But um, Destiny's Child's fucking uh, independent women. It's independent women. No joke. One of my most listened to songs on Apple Music. It is such a bop. It has withstood the test of time. It is a great song. And then uh, they actually Beyonce actually mentions um, the three of them by name. So she mentions Cameron Diaz, Drew Barrymore, and Lucy Liu by name in the beginning of the song. I love, I'm, I probably said this on every episode, but I love when there's like, from like the 90s and the early 2000s, like a song for the movie. And it's not necessarily like a Disney song where it's part of the movie. It's just like for the movie. Like the one at the end that yeah. they play in the credits. And then like the, there's a music video for it. Like I miss that kind of stuff. Where like the music video would have like bits of the movie in the background. Mm-hmm. I miss that kind of stuff. I just feel like we don't really get that anymore. Well, they did that for the Charlie's Angels movie in 2019. Mm-hmm. Miley Cyrus and I don't remember. Ariana Grande and then um, and Lana Pepsi Del Rey. Cola. Oh, yes. Pe- Lana Del Rey. Pepsi Cola? <laughs> yes, she has a lyric. You should look up after this. Oh, my God. I was like, what are you talking about right now? It's about something tasting like Pepsi Cola gross yep i'm already over it (laughs) (laughs) i'm already tired of this shit well since this is like the end of the episode i will say i really like the ending of this movie because they're all on the beach and you know oh yeah charlie's talking to them over the radio and dylan um actually sees charlie and you don't you know she doesn't really like see him see him but she first she figures it out "Mm mm-hmm and I kind of love that she's the one that figured it out and just kind of kept it to herself. Like, I just thought that was a really cool moment. And yeah, just, she could have just been like, look, guys! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then it, like, um, it's just a really pretty ending of them all at the beach and, like, everything's cool. And then it um, transitions into the 
Blink-182 182 song, All the Small Things. Oh my god, yeah, it's ridiculous. Cheesy 2000s, like, credits with the bloopers thing, which I also love. That's my favorite shit, the Mm -hmm. bloopers and the credits. Mm -hmm. And it's just, like I said, like we've said, it's, like, very, like, of the times, very 2000s, but it's still worth the watch. And I think, for me personally, even though there are some problems with it, it still holds up. Oh yeah, nostalgia wise. So I'm. Definitely, it's a really fun film. Yeah, it's, it's definitely not how we were with uh, Fern Gully last. No, last time. This one is definitely. It's a little bit of Tim Curry, but it still counts for Tim Curry summer. It still counts. So and you, it's, oh, it's so good. Yeah, it's so good. Oh, ten out of God. ten stars from Babes. Ten out of ten. We do have to come up with like a nostalgia scale. I think it's. I know point. what would be a good scale rating system. We got to come up with something gobliny and spookier. Or yes, we could just guys. use crystal balls because that's Ooh, our. Because there's an emoji for that. There's an emoji for that, and it's our logo. If you've made it through this episode, tweet us and let us know what we should do for our rating system. <laughs> How? What should our rating system be for movies? How many out of how many? Mm-hmm. So, do you want to give us a little preview as to what <gasps> Tim Curry movie we're going to be doing yes. next time? Okay, yes. So, this one was... So, Fern and Gully and, and, and Charlie's Angels are very close to my heart, but they are, they are definitely Aaron's movies mm-hmm. a little more. Uh, but it's still funny because I feel like we both have a pretty solid love for them and a pretty solid equal footing on knowledge on them. Mm-hmm. Um. But they were they were your suggestions, which I loved because it works perfectly. But this movie is my suggestion. I'm very excited. We're our next Tim Curry. Actually, I think our next two because I get the one for my birthday mm-hmm. too. Yes, you do. <laughs> the next two Tim Curry movies for Tim Curry Summer are mine. Yes. So the next movie we're going to be doing is the film Clue. <sighs> Clue is just, oh my god, we're going to get into that, and then we're going to get into, for my birthday, we're going to get into my actual, probably, I don't know, it's really, it's really tied, it's really tied for favorite Muppet movie, but this is, I'm probably going to say my favorite Muppet Muppet movie is Muppet Treasure Island, so that's going to be our, that's going to be our. And we'll probably do your other favorite in like for December, Christ- right? Yes, <laughs> we're gonna do Muppet Christmas Carol in December, and we're gonna have Brit on for that. Yes, I love that. I'm excited because like I haven't actually seen either movie. So what you, you haven't know. seen Clue? No, I haven't seen Clue or Muppet Treasure <laughs> Island. Or Muppet Treasure Island. <gasps> so this is gonna be you take. I'm gonna take notes <gasps> and I'm gonna make observations, but you're gonna take me through this. Clue is a fantastic film. I think I'm gonna like Clue a lot. You're actually. gonna. Lo- we're going to have to watch it because it's got, so Clue actually has, I'm going to tell you right now, and I'll reiterate this for the podcast again, but Clue has multiple endings. Ooh. So there's, depending on what theater you saw when it came out, you would get a different ending. That's so cool. Because oh it's supposed God. to be like the game. Yeah. Um. So when you watch it, I think now when you watch it on like Amazon or something or however they have it set up, it goes through all the endings. They'll, oh, it'll be nice. like, this is what could have happened. Or this could have happened, but here's what really happened. Oh. It's like a really tongue-in-cheek, like, stupid, ridiculous film. Oh, my God. And Muppet Treasure Island is also just a fucking roll. It is insane. It is also very tongue-in-cheek. I can't wait to, there... see, to see these movies. Because, I mean, we. I feel like we've, up until this point, have both seen everything. Mm-hmm. And this will be like the first real time that like I have truly not seen these movies. Oh man, it's gonna be so good! I'm hoping. I can't wait. I'm excited for you. Yeah, to, like, teach me. <laughs> Clue makes me ugly laugh. Like it's so stupid. Oh my god, I can't wait! I'm so excited. Oh, uh, it's got so many. It's got um. Oh my god! Everybody, everybody's it. You'll recognize everybody in it. Uh, I can't Christopher, wait. Christopher Lloyd's in it. Uh-huh. Madeline Kahn's in it. I think that's who are... No, not... Oh, my God. I'm gonna get slapped. That's not who it is. <laughs> Somebody's gonna call you out. I'm gonna slap myself for it. Oh, my God. Well... I'll stop. That is all we have on yeah, it is Madeline Kahn. I was right. Oh, it is? Oh, okay. Well, see? You're <laughs> right, then. 
Hey, it's your thing. I believe anything you say about it. I'm just, yeah, I'm yelling at myself. <laughs> All right. So, guys, if you want to keep up with us on social media, we are at Babes Podcast on Twitter and at Babes Podcast 1990 on Instagram. You can follow me personally at Crazy Shark Lady on Instagram and Twitter. And Kay, where can they follow you? You can follow me at Sailor K Ray on Instagram and Twitter. And also my Etsy shop, Groovy by Design. That's pretty much yes, it. you can get your custom Justin Long earrings. I'm going to punch you through this app. <laughs> through the computer. like. Ba-dang. I have to do it every time. <laughs> every, why can't you say something else? Like the... Like the bride coasters or... Yes. So if you guys or... care about HHN at all and you know that the bride's <laughs> uh, house is coming back, I have like a really sick coaster that Kay actually made with the bride in it and I use it for my jewelry. She can make like any picture you want into like a coaster or a tray. It's really yeah. awesome. And I've... D- yeah. It's super fun because I can do like images of characters, but I've also done like people's like this... I've done one tray that was, like, somebody's, like, photographs from, mm-hmm. like, a little, like, photo booth and, like, a movie ticket. It was super cute. Yeah, so, so definitely can, like... check her out. Um, we'll probably tweet some of your stuff from the Babes account so people can see it. Um, but, all right, guys, thank you for listening, and I hope you are having a wonderful Tim Curry summer. Tim Curry summer. <laughs> Bye, guys. Take me away from here. Ha <laughs> ha.